Fall Line by Michael Garron. Episode 18, Snakes. I mentioned that I saw Peace Corps as a writing scholarship. I also knew that I wasn't much of a writer. I was hoping the Peace Corps would give me the time to write a book and a subject to write about. My efforts produced my first decent manuscript called The Kamindo Road. It relates how the first paved road to a village very like Paguda brings unexpected change. While I never even submitted it to a publisher, Nancy claims to this day that it's the reason she married me. I guess it suggested I wasn't only a systems geek. Having a condo, car, and steady job probably didn't hurt either. I borrowed a lot from my experiences there. For example, my snake stories. One day I showed up at a farmer's house and noticed he had a goat tied to a nearby tree. When I asked why it was there, he told me he was having a big party the following day and he invited me to come. No one had a watch in Pagoda back then. They told time by pointing at the angle of the sun. The following day I rode back at the appointed time and found my farmer sitting on a stump looking glum. When I asked what was wrong, he hooked his thumb over to the tree where the goat had been. I spent a moment trying to figure out how he'd managed to tie a ten-foot python to the tree by a rope down its throat. No party, the farmer confirmed. Snake ate the goat. There was also the time a local snake trader announced his visit by clapping at my front door. Upon entering, he laid out a roll of very long python skins, some reaching 15 feet or more. When I asked him where they came from, he told me that he'd caught the snakes himself. I'd seen a local farmer run a much smaller python through the head with a six-foot spear. The not-yet-dead snake wound its body up the spear shaft and constricted until the shaft broke into pieces. Then it wiggled itself back into the woods. Given how hard it seemed to be to kill these things, I asked how he went about doing it himself. He said, it's not that hard. I just follow them until I find the hole they live in. Once I see that they're in there, I take a long knife and tie it to my naked thigh. Then I put my leg into the hole and wait for the snake to swallow it. When it gets up to my crotch, it can't go any higher. So all I have to do is drag the snake out of the hole and just keep cutting it down the side the whole while. By the end of my tour in Peace Corps, I had completed my manuscript, The Kamindo Road, but I also left Togo as a rather dispirited volunteer. This was much like the feeling I had when leaving Afghanistan, but for different reasons. I'd worked hard to make the farm cooperative successful, but it still felt like a very uphill battle when I left. On the plus side, some of the groups embraced using oxen and saw promise in the work. But others focused on short-term benefits by butchering and chowing down on their cows. Peace Corps asked me to lead the training of the next several groups of volunteers. I thought that that suggested that at least I understood the job. But I could never shake the feeling that the ox plowing in Togo might never take hold. So I was happily surprised by some news I read a year after I returned to the States. Togo's president, General Nasimbe Yadama, named one of my cooperatives Best Cooperative of the Year. He awarded each member a new bicycle at a ceremony held in the National Stadium in the capital Lome. Then a couple of years ago, I bumped into a woman wearing a shirt that said Peace Corps Togo. I asked if she'd been a volunteer. She said she had, and we got to talking. When she asked what program I'd been in, I told her Animal Traction, teaching oxen to pull plows. Her face turned into a puzzled frown. We don't have any program like that, she said. I felt crestfallen, thinking about how hard many of us had worked. I mean, why would they need it, she asked. Everyone in Togo uses oxen to pull plows. 